Well, hello, hello, good and fine lads. Happy, happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, what a special edition St. Patrick's Day it is. Uh, it is a, it's a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, outside of any day that has to do with Jesus, this is it right here, okay? Uh, and it's crazy enough because you may not know this, but uh, Dr. Paul Looney, that's an Irish name right there. Joshua Duffy, that's an Irish name. This episode really should be sponsored by, uh, I don't know if it should be Guinness, Jameson, I don't know. Can we work out some kind of an endorsement deal? I'm not sure. Paul, how are you, brother? How are you doing today? I'm like you. I love St. Patrick's Day. And you know what? It really does have to do with Jesus because he is a saint for a reason. Um after having been in bondage uh, in, uh, as a slave in Ireland, he went back to Great Britain and returned to Ireland as a missionary. And um, legend has it, he got rid of all the snakes. Um, anyway, it's a, it's a great day to celebrate how God can use one person to make a big difference. That's so right. That's worth celebrating. That is worth celebrating indeed. When it comes to uh, any any thoughts before we kind of talk about content and all that good stuff, you just think about St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I have to tell you, my um, in my family, every year, this is like a big, became like a really big deal. And growing up, um, I started noticing certain things. It was like remembering my, my grandfather and my uncle would sing, oh, Danny boy. And it'd bring my grandmother to tears because my grandmother's remembering her husband, my grandfather. Well, then my grandmother passed. And then there would, St. Patrick's Day would have her picture and my grandfather's picture. And then we'd sing, oh, Danny boy and red is the rose and all these songs. So, you know what, this thing, this day has kind of evolved into um, in my family, which is very cool, is, you know, you get people together. Um, I think when it falls on a Friday, it'll definitely be like people together, um, which will be next year. But, you know, it's like a time when we are really thankful and we remember the friends that God gave us and people that we want to bring into the fold of our family that we count as family. And then just to remember like um, the people who came before us, you know, in previous generations. And so, I don't. I know that there's a lot of cultural, ex, you know, uh, expressions of St. Patrick's Day. But when I know it comes to my family, it's a lot of thoughts about legacy, and a lot of thoughts about where you came from, and a lot of remembering good friends and people that have passed on. And you know, so it's like this thing that's in me now is, I just hope a hundred years from now someone raises a glass to my name, that crazy old Protestant pastor. <laughs> So, yeah, like you, um, St. Patrick's Day is about legacy. In my family, it's also about lunacy. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, um, the Irish, you know, are are known for their temper, for drinking, for a little bit of madness. And um, there's a book actually called How the Irish Saved Civilization, because the Irish have also been passionate about truth and about the Bible and about about understanding God's plan for civilization. And so I think that that the Irish are a, a really good picture of an ethnic group that embodies some of the worst and the best of humanity. And um, 
it's just it's great to have an identity with a group of people that, um, depending on how you view them, can be you know seen. Certainly, in the early days of our country, the Irish were looked down upon a lot uh, because as troublemakers and you know drunkards, you know, mm-hmm. etc. Um, yeah. But the Irish also have a, a place in the the trajectory of the church that's very powerful. And St. Patrick is sort of our, you know, the patron saint of of the Irish contribution to the the flow of Christianity as it um, as it grew from the early days till now. And so I just I think it's a great day to celebrate who we are and yeah. our goodness and grossness as Irishmen. Yeah. <laughs> and I Mashak, am I saying that right? Dayanand is watching from India. There it is. Hello. How are you? Valerie uh right here Miss Valerie Bull. She's on board. She's checking us out as well today. That's very very, very cool stuff. Well, you just touched on something very cool and that is um the awesome and awful nature of one group of people. And I think you've talked about that before is the goodness and grossness, the awesome and awful. Um, and, and I think that's just an interesting point to consider is, you know, and you've talked about this before, we all kind of embody what is awesome and what is awful. Right. Well, your video, um, I think does such a good job of pointing that out about social media and the internet itself that, that something that has such great power for value and good also has an ugly underbelly that that can that that while it promises connection can actually take us away from true value and connection. Well, l- let me ask you this: like, what is what is your take on what in your mind? What does it even look like? to leverage the online platform as the tool that it's meant to be, but for it not to overstep its bounds. Because it seems as though we've gotten to a place where it's, we've either allowed it to take too much or we are, we're taking it too far. And I, I don't know, maybe it's a both and thing. Do you have a thought about um, what that looks like to, to, to be able to leverage it within its purpose, but then kind of how do how do we gauge when we've we've allowed the social media influences to take take it too far in terms of our our own health our own sanity right. relationships so on and so forth and he's frozen <laughs> and I'm talking to myself fantastic that's what I love is a challenge and hopefully I'll have him back on here shortly um, if you had a chance to check out the video that I put out uh, this past week, uh, dealing with social media, that is the topic um, that we were trying to cover this past week. And uh, one of the dynamics that we were looking at was just what does it mean to engage in a healthy way in the social media reality of our world? I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but like uh, go to a restaurant sometime and watch how many people at the restaurant are not even looking at each other anymore. They're actually, and when this goes to podcast, you won't be able to appreciate it. They'll be sitting across from one another and it's this. 
that that's it. They're, they're not even connecting anymore. Uh, and most likely they're probably on a platform that one of us are, you know, that we're addressing this past week. So back to the question, hopefully uh, you'll be able to answer it. Cause we got you in a deep, deep thought there when the picture froze and I'm like, wow, he's never taken eight seconds to answer a question. This must've really been a zinger. So you ready to roll? So I say what I said already. <laughs> yeah. Not a word you said came across. Oh, no. Not a word. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. So my, my point was that um, <sighs> discipline is the bomb when it comes to living the abundant life that our relate in our relationship with food or my relationship with social media. Um, I owe it to myself to partake of both responsibly and to use discretion um, in your video you at one point you roll down the window and start shouting to the oncoming traffic the people going in the opposite direction and <laughs> recognize in that little uh, analogy that that our attempts to to affect impact culture via social media are often misguided hmm. if we use social media to um to like we are with this podcast to try yeah. to promote a healthy positive perspective on life on uh the pandemic ukraine whatever then i i believe what we're we're attempting to to make an impact without um conflating the um or, or without without adding fuel to the fire of uh discourse that is that's very polarized right um, most of the time what what i hope you and i are doing is presenting a view that that honors people who for instance let's say if we if we touched on donald trump we would do our best to honor the fact that from a certain vantage point, Donald Trump looks like an arrogant um, jerk. Um, from another vantage point, he looks like a very strong leader who is decisive and does not bow to the way the you know the winds of uh, public right. opinion or political right. pandering. So right. you, you know what what we're hoping to do is to help people think deeply about things so that we don't partake in judgment. Right. That Jesus tells us to avoid like the plague. You know, right. I, people are, have done a lot to avoid the plague or the pandemic of coronavirus, but get been swept up in the plague of judgment and being right and, you know, uh, making pronouncements that make the, the other side, whichever that is, the vaxxers, the anti-vaxxers, whatever. Right. To, <laughs> to, to promote judgment which never ends well. Right. Wow. Wow. And, and let me ask you, is it, do you feel like there's just some kind of uh, release? I mean, is, is there something that happens when, when something comes across the wire and we all see it via social media? Is like in our psyche, in some way in which we are wired, is it easier for us to react to what we're seeing, make a judgment to what we're seeing and move on quickly than it is to stop, pause and go, mm, I bet there's 10 more layers to this. Maybe we should pause and wait and 
hold, you know, what's going on there that contributes? Well, um, we, we obviously are getting so much information all the time that we cannot tune into every bit of information, even visually, your brain is taking in, um, millions of bits of visual information every second. And so we have the capacity to pay attention, which allows us to direct our focus right now. My focus is on you and our podcast visually. There's other things going on around me, but I make it my aim to, to focus in on what I think is helpful in this moment, which is Josh Duffy and our conversation. You're the most important um, element in my world right now, aside from my connection with my own heart and mind. So my point is this, that, that judgment allows us to quickly move on from one thing to the next, because we, if we categorize something, let's say you're walking in the park and you pass a tree or some flowers, your brain will automatically think, oh, there's a tree, oh, there's flowers, without actually pausing to take a look at the form of the tree or to smell the fragrance of the flower. And so we we do miss out on a lot, but of course you can't stop and smell every flower. You do need categories and you need to dismiss certain things as irrelevant. However, when it comes to um, elements of our, of our existence that deserve deeper inspection like what's happening in Ukraine or the state of our political machine, we do ourselves great damage to quickly make a judgment and move on. Now we need to sit in the reality that our two party system, for instance, is not functioning very well at present. Um, And we can, we can just say, well, it's the Democrats or it's the Republicans that, you know, that is a problem. But, but there, there are issues that are so fundamental and deep that if we, if we train our brains to, to go quick to judgment, we'll never get below that surface level. That's so true. And then you, you also, so first of all, the pace of social media, what I hear you saying, is such that if you're going to attempt to keep up with it, you've got to pass judgment quick because yeah. they're moving on quick. They're going to keep moving. And either you're always going to be 10 steps behind or you have to pick every 10th issue that you want to weigh in on. Cause by the time you've thought about it, they've, so I, I totally get now it's, it's a, it's a pace thing too, where human beings are having to, to go, go, go. Right. Well, and, and, and some of it has to do with, right. Like kind of rethinking what social media's purpose is and choosing to engage it where you think its best use is served. And so um, for the most part on my Facebook page, I, I'm careful not to post a lot of non-personal con- content. Like I want to show people pictures of my garden or my grandkids and do a little bit of encouraging messaging or, you know, uh, a live video or whatever. But I'm really looking at ways to, um, keep those two things separate where I have the ability to, to connect with the people that I've loved from when I was a small kid to the people that are important in my life right now, without making it a platform for politics. It's, 
you know, I think about people getting their Academy Award and, you know, its purpose is to honor good acting. And sometimes they take it as a, you know, as a green light to jump on their favorite political tirade. Right. Right. And I, well, and also I think, and I think we've touched on this in previous content as well. Then if you mix in the element of human pride, so you saw something, you passed judgment on it, you posted on it, you did your rant on it, and more information comes out six weeks, a month, two months later. I mean, here you, and you already you already used the example, like President Trump's a great example. Somebody, somebody out there may have been like, absolutely not, get this guy out of office. And and now they may be thinking, well, that wasn't such a bad deal, you know? But the problem is, I don't care if it's that or the pandemic. I don't care if it's what's happening in Ukraine or whatever's happening in the world. Then when you throw in the fact that once we tend to plant flags as human beings, the likelihood of us ever pulling that flag up and going, you know what? My bad. (laughs) You know, I think that's also then it destroys discourse because I don't want to hear now something different than what I came to believe because I've already put myself out there and I did it in three and a half seconds and I thought I had everything. And if I hear something else, I don't even want to hear it because I already posted and I already ranted on it. And so I think, I think that kind of exacerbates it. No. Oh, no doubt about it. Humility is a virtue that is way underrated, um, but it's <laughs> way up there in terms of value. Um, when you have humility, you you take things seriously, but you don't take yourself so seriously. Oh, I love and, that. Uh, and I, I read once that angels can fly because they take themselves so lightly. And, um, you know, I, I think that's true that that we 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 burden ourselves by taking ourselves too seriously. And we when we put things out there, um, it's always a good idea, whether it's in a conversation with your spouse or if you are talking with with a colleague or uh, someone at church to be able to present your view in a very um, humble way. Like, well, I could be wrong, but here's how I think about it. Or when somebody makes a pronouncement that seems ridiculous to you, to be able to say, you could be right um, without feeling compelled to shoot down their position or argument and try to make your point and try to prove your, you know, defend your cause um, to be able to go like, Hmm, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Maybe you're right. You know, just be able to like take it in and ask other people to do you the favor of listening respectfully and being willing to consider what you have to say without immediately saying like, Oh yeah, I agree with you. You're right. Or (laughs) no, that's totally ridiculous. I love it. Um, so I, I'll, I'll kind of bookend us here with with this thought. You know, um, my wife is she's not Irish, but uh, now she's walking around with the Duffy name, and now we have whatever it is, quarter Irish. I think that's what the percentage would come out to now. Children. Um, what I love is she always has from the very beginning. She's embraced this day as her own. And it's that idea of like embracing this identity as your own. And I want to leave those of you that are that are with us um, this morning. You know, the, the beauty of faith 
and coming into the faith in Christ and being a family is that identity, um, that history then becomes shared. It's rock solid. Yeah. Um, it's without question. Um, and so only the, uh, the sleight of hand of the enemy would have you believe that your identity is rooted in something you either did or did not do. What it doesn't want you to believe is that you have a new last name, a new origin, a new story, a new legacy, and a new future. And uh, I get to be reminded of that in my beautiful, amazing wife, Mallory, every St. Patrick's Day when I watch her own something that now is as much hers as it was ever mine. And that's the beauty of it. Oh, that's that's perfect. A brilliant expression of how each of us can choose to identify with the other um, because of belonging. The, the song that was posted this week on Westcliff is, uh, is about being accepted and having a yeah. place at the table. And, um, and so like Mallory has done for you, we get to do for our brothers and sisters who have completely different um, ethnic and sociological backgrounds yeah. by identifying them with them as a brother. We, we, by claiming Christ, we claim one another. Yeah. And so we have a place at the table. We're accepted and we can, um, as the, the KS video this week encourages us to stay planted. Yeah. We can stay grounded in our own history, but find our identity in belonging by realizing that each of us has a place at the table, regardless of where we came from. Yeah. Um, we are here for the feast of belonging, the feast of being able to engage one another with full acceptance and honoring our various traditions, just as Mallory honors your family's tradition with St. Patrick's Day. We get the delight of engaging with people because they're a part of us. Amen. Amen, Dr. Paul. Grounded in God, so saith Valerie. So with that in mind, Paul, why don't you land the plane, tie it up in a beautiful bow, and close us in prayer. That'd be fantastic. Hmm. Oh, God, be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. God, we desperately need you to be our vision, to help us focus on the things that lift our gaze heavenward and create in us a desire for more, more of you, more unity, more life, more love and discipline and rigor in the way that we live our lives. God, maybe we, we be like St. Patrick who is, who is willing to go back to the place of his bondage to set other people free, not just free from physical bondage, but free from the bondage of the principalities and powers, the forces at work of evil to, to limit us in our capacity to engage fully and love freely. God, we thank you that on this day, Um, St. Patrick's Day 2022, we can reaffirm our desire to be your bond servants, to serve you wholeheartedly, to take the work of the kingdom seriously and take ourselves less seriously. 
God, when we do engage face-to-face or on social media, help us to do it in a way that honors you, that elevates the good and overlooks um, offense so that we can be light in a dark place. God, we lift up Ukraine. We pray for the leaders and authorities, not just in our country, but around the world who are engaged in this, this moment in time that could end well or end very badly. And so we know you are our only hope. We put our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Fantastic. We love you guys. Happy St. Patrick's Day. We will see you next week. Bye. Love you.